I'm your host, Kyrie Malik. Um, Thank you for joining me on week four of this wonderful space community um, that um, we're creating via the interwebs. Um, I'm thankful for your presence. I'm thankful for my presence. (laughs) We have to be thankful for our own presence in this time. We really do. Thank ourselves just for showing up sometimes. This week, in terms of um, recording, feels better. I was ready to do it. I'm ready to do it today. I'm ready to dive in to be a part. I need it today. (laughs) Particularly... For the fact that this, uh, me recording this morning is on the heels of a pretty annoying conversation um, and a work meeting, uh, work conference call, rather, since you know that we're practicing social distancing. Um, yeah, that's just, 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 it, it, it comes full circle when I talk about today's ailment, even today's wisdom of the week. It's just all so relevant. And wisdom of the week was inspired by the conversation that was had before, uh, or a a conversation that was attempted to be had uh, prior to me recording with a friend. Um, Yep, 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 yep. So many show ideas as I talk. (laughs) I'm saying friend and doing quotation hand signals in my head. Um, But again, another episode, potentially. Um, Today, I have some really good things. Um, This is the first episode that I can say that some, some, a lot of uh, back thought went into. Um, Hence me recording a bit later in the week. I'm not meeting my goal uh, this go-round of releasing on Monday. Um, hopefully you all will be hearing this on Wednesday, uh, or from Wednesday on, rather. <laughs> Today's the 6th, uh, so by the 8th of April. Um, this should be up and going. But yeah, enough about my podcast schedule and all of that. Um, since I was with you all last... Uh, It's been a good week. Um, Some opportunities have arisen um, throughout the week that 
are an extension of what I've shown myself capable of doing uh, via the Curate podcast, which is great. Um, it's amazing how, you know, the pursuance of um, anything that calls your heart, anything that calls you when you decide to, to go and pursue it, it's just amazing to me always how other opportunities arise out of, out of that. Um, and it's just such a blessing that to know that if I follow my heart, uh, good things come and continue to come and will continue to come. So yeah, I won't, uh, expound too deeply on those things as they are still in the planning and formulation process, but in due time, uh, yeah, just been keeping busy work in terms of nine to five has not been super crazy, thankfully, uh, a couple meetings intermittently throughout the week, um, but that's about it. None of the meetings last more than 15 minutes, which also is very great. And yeah, the rest of my time is just filled with me, doing me, whatever it is that I feel fit to do. Lots of exercise. I've still been going outside, practicing social distancing the whole way as I'm riding my bike. I feel that that is a great exercise activity outdoors that still is in keeping with the social distancing recommendations. Running um, is another. Just being sure to stay away from people on the sidewalks, you know, all that sort of stuff, just social distancing. And I guess low-key, I'm trying to, like, soak it in before they really shut it down. <laughs> um, outside of that, I'm not outside. Besides the grocery store, you know, that sort of thing. But, yeah. Formulating ideas for this episode this week. This is take two. I'm not sure. I... It's terrible. I cannot remember uh, what I just said or if I just said what I think I said this take or if that was in the last take. But anyway, this is the first episode that I feel that I've put um, a lot of additional back thought into, kind of drew some inspiration from some outside media um, that inspired this this week's episode. So I hope you enjoy and I hope that um, you all have seen Tiger the Kang <laughs> as uh, Antoinette Henry from Around the Way Curls likes to call it um, and Shanti um, and that's Around the, Way Pearl, Around the Way Curls podcast really good podcast check it out um, Tiger the Kang is the Tiger King um, that will just give you, you don't need to have seen it in order to understand the episode. I'll, I'll bring it all together, but it helps. 
So yeah, let's get into it because I got a wisdom, a, a very impassioned and inspired wisdom of the week this week. So let's get into it. Quote, be a listening ear. Everything is not to be made better. This is wisdom, again, that is inspired from a conversation that was had right before recording today. Um, I went to a friend, again, I am saying friend with quotation marks, signals, hand signals in my head not doing them outright in the light but in my head I'm using friend very loosely um had a conversation uh (laughs) just expressing some some work um things some issues of feeling um Trampled on sounds strong. Um, Feeling, 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 feeling not obsolete. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Encroached upon. My position being encroached upon. And my feelings about it, a particular instance of it happening, and how I dealt with it. And just expressing a a slight bit of annoyance surrounding it. Um, That was misconstrued by this particular person as me. And this is all based on the response of the person. That I'm too invested. That I should not be so passive aggressive. That, um, you know, I shouldn't let these things linger. And what I'm there for as an on the job what i'm what i'm what i'm there for and how it has so much to do that's larger than than this particular instance or any particular instance none of that being the point of what i was expressing the reason why i was expressing what i was expressing to this particular individual none of that having to do with anything and then it all after expressing that that fact it being spun back on me that I took it wrong, that I, based on my own insecurities, took what was said to me in the way that I did. When I think universally, 
anybody receiving the response that I received after relaying information that was relayed would have taken it the same way. Um, so that conversation ended in me hanging up on that individual <laughs> because it did, it got a little bit heated as they were not able to hear um, that in which I was relaying to them regarding how their response made me feel, not based on any insecurities, but how I feel universally, again, it would make anyone feel to be responded to in that particular way um, after expressing what I expressed. Again, not seeking advice, not seeking to be made or anything to be made better or anything like that. Sometimes a friend is just a listening ear and you need it. So with all of that, (laughs) this week's wow wisdom of the week is to be a listening ear and to remember that everything is not to be made better. Thank you very much. Very, very much. Um, I think that's all that I want to say on that. (laughs) I told you this one is very impassioned. Um, Yeah. So take that. I I think that I think I think a good question. If you are in the seat of the listener, the person being vented to. Is to maybe ask the venter. What are you seeking from me right now? What do you need from me right now? Instead of assuming that they need advice or that they need this or that they need that, let's ask. Let's be blatant so that we can make sure that we are serving the people around us in the ways that they need to be um, in any particular moment. Who knows? uh, The wrong response could send someone down a rabbit hole of self-doubt and anguish and you know as the response that I received had it been received by the wrong person easily could have done you know I have the wherewithal within myself to again be cognizant of what it was that I was asking for or what it was that I needed because I, I, I can say I did not ask But I knew what I needed, and it wasn't that. And I know how the response made me feel just due to being in touch with with my feelings and my body and how I felt as the response was being uh, relayed to me. Um, Yeah, and I don't feel that it came from any place of insecurity or my own shit. Which I I can I can realize that too. We we are responsible for that, you know. If if someone pushes a, a pain point for us, you got to recognize we have to we have to be able to recognize as people when our pain points are being pushed versus, you know, when something's just unwarranted and just rude or disrespectful or whatever. 
you know, and that it's not me making too much of something or maybe it is or, you know, but just knowing the difference. Okay, I'm moving on now. (laughs) All right, Um, on to our Tiger the King inspired ailment. ailment is, hence the name of the episode, um, Your Vision is Cloudy. And this is the Tiger King edition. Uh, Within the Tiger King, I realize a lot of themes throughout, um, particularly in the first episode, where it was very clear to me... um, that the visions of some of the people involved in um, the keeping of exotic animals, the keeping or uh, preservation or however they choose to uh, frame their activities. (laughs) How initially it was one thing And how over time, as opportunities for growth and expansion um, and money and fame and power uh, lended themselves to the demise of individuals within within the the story that we saw, that we saw on Netflix, um, within the series. I wrote a few things down as I, I told you all, I, I put a bit of a little bit of a uh, little bit more effort into uh, this week as I went back to I watched the Tiger King once all the way through and then I got to thinking about this week's episode and when I came up with this whole the theme of 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 a vision becoming cloudy. I thought about Joe um, and how he came into the business, how he came into what he is ultimately, you know, like currently now locked up for, how he came into that, and the other characters as well. Um, But I went back to find that, and many of you may remember if you saw it, Joe started um, his his infatuation with, with these exotic animals started when he was in recovery um, after his, um, I think they said that he drove off a bridge or a mountain or I I believe it was a bridge um, and and broke his body all up and how his infatuation with these animals began while he was in recovery 
and he was bottle feeding monkeys and cubs while recovering. And he said it was there, and these words are verbatim, that he acknowledged the heart and soul, heart, soul, and minds of animals, that they have a heart, soul, and a mind. And it was in that quiet space of just him and the animals and the bottle feeding that he realized his love for um, these animals. Um, I want to acknowledge, too, that you know, with him, he had to make a, a a pact with his dad in front of his mother that he would not show up at his dad's funeral um, as a result of him being gay. Um, saying that to say that there are always deeper underlying things at play Um during the formulation of our visions, during the formulation of our dreams, um, sometimes I guess I guess for me this ultimately goes to show how um, our traumas can shape our dreams, can shape our dreams and the directions in which we choose to go with them. Um, in small, subtle, maybe not so obvious ways, but I do believe that they do. Bhagavan, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, he moved and studied in Yogaville. He wanted to present animals in an open space to make people see and understand the power of animals. Um, and he said that that, that that vision for him opening up his zoo or, or uh, animal land was inspired out of those, those Yogaville teachings. Um, now, I don't know much about Yogaville, but yoga is a meditation, is a means of keeping the peace, an underlying stream of peace in the midst of chaos and confusion. And I think that what he means when he says this is that he wanted to create, excuse me, excuse them, fire department, recording in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> um, him wanting to create, create an environment where people could just kind of reconnect and, and, and reground to the power, the natural power and prestige that comes with being a, a large cat and people just really having to sit with that. Um, but ultimately, we see that through, you know, various offerings of money and fame and, and uh, interviews and this and that, that Bhagavan, um, in exchange for hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, began the practice of pimping out his animals um, for Hollywood. Bhagavan was the one who, um, after he opened his 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 land for the animals, that Hollywood producers started to come to him asking him for animals again in exchange for money, and he has the clips of them in all these various movies that we all know. Um, but that that was the turning point. 
it was at the offering of something that was outside of his vision um, without a clear understanding of how um, him accepting what he accepted had the potential to corrupt him, to change his his entire business model uh, from one of which probably wasn't making him much money, but the creation of the space in which people could come and experience the majesty of these animals into one that is pimping these animals out for Hollywood. Um, and in Joe's case, him wanting to be like Bhagavan and ultimately, you know, kind of doing the same thing, but at a, at a smaller, smaller scale. Um, he was going around from mall to mall um, with his magic show and the animals and, and making so much money, you know, that his vision began to get cloudy and he started to change his business practices. They got into, you know, how uh, he started to make all this money and how uh, they would do a few shows from mall to mall and how that would that would pay all the bills for winter, I believe the, the, the lady said. Um, who got her arm bit off, <laughs> which if you have not seen this, you should, you really should. It's pretty interesting. Um, but, you know, with that, with all this money they began to make, um, the desire to cut costs, and that's when they get into how uh, Joe began to feed the animals expired meat from Walmart and, and roadkill and all of this and that. And, you know, just atrocity on top of atrocity, you know, in terms of the treatment of these animals that began to surface as Joe allowed outside... Um, Influence allowed outside stimuli to, to uh, uh, you know, kind of guide the direction of his vision. And I don't want to um, following your curiosities versus you know the the convoluting of a vision. There's a difference. There is a difference in having a vision and being presented with opportunities and things and, you know, the, the person who assesses, okay, how does this new opportunity fit into that in which I see myself moving into ultimately? That's a person who is grounded in themselves, grounded in the vision grounded in their knowingness of what it is that, excuse me, that they want to see in the world versus someone who can just easily be bought um, that's that's nothing. Anybody can you know there's a lot of people that can be bought um, and and their visions are flipped and twisted and you know, all sorts of ways. This, this, as I'm saying this, it makes me think about music artists who maybe when they 
first started making music, you know, they uh, they they like to make soft rock, you know, and that's what they came into notoriety doing. That's what their fans knew and loved them for until they got signed by a record label. Now the record label wants to totally transform their image, make their sound something that it wasn't before, uh, a bit more poppy, you know, more radio-friendly and and, and airway-friendly and just for the masses. And now this artist, they're the one who was true to themselves or who is really true and still attuned to themselves, says, hey, wow, this looks a lot different than than what I planned. Um, I'm no longer really expressing myself through this music. It's really just become a money-making machine versus the person who is accepting these checks touring, singing these songs that have no feeling, no passion that they aren't connected to, this and that, all for the money, with no real feeling about their ultimately, you know, they're 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 selling out. They're selling out of their dream. They're selling out of their vision. Um to be that in which now, you know, the, the record label needs and wants them to be. Um, so I, I, I feel that there is a difference, again, between it's one thing to follow your curiosities and remain astute to what new possibilities, what new opportunities mean and how they align and fit with that in which you want versus someone just going after things, regardless of how um, it shapes or mold a vision. Oftentimes, those people have some ex- external vision outside of the dream. In the case of, of, of Joe, it wasn't just the Tigers. Joe wanted to be famous, so it wasn't about the Tigers. The Tigers became a means to the end of becoming famous. You know, um, that's oftentimes the pool. I think maybe Bhagavan, just given the direction that he went, um, had an ulterior focus on riches. And it wasn't so much about the creation of an oasis for these animals and for people to appreciate the majesty of these animals, there was an underlying real need and desire for riches in turn making him sell his animals, pimp his animals out for Hollywood. You know? Um, so I, I would, I would venture to say that, that that's oftentimes the difference. You have folks who, and I know I'm I'm repeating and reiterating, but I just want to really create the dichotomy of folks who are following their path, following the vision, following, pursuing the vision, pursuing the dream, and who are presented with things 
and who are grounded enough within themselves to see how that particular opportunity aligns, if it aligns with what they see, versus folks with a dream, with a vision, who maybe it's not the, uh, the purest motive, but will have a dream or vision for the, uh, with, the, with the intent of something else riches or or fame or uh, status or whatever, you know, um, I think that's that's the difference oftentimes of the person who can stay on track and someone who is willing to allow their vision to become clouded and muddled. And we see what happens oftentimes, the directions in which we can be pulled when we allow our, our visions to be um, muddled and, and, and convoluted with other people's stuff and what other people tell us is important and what other people tell us that we should be going after versus staying true to ourselves, listening to ourselves, trusting our, our inner compass and guide that, that is saying, you know, this is, this is the direction. Quiet down all the outside noise telling you that this is important or that you should be doing this or that or whatever and really laying into that intuition, that gut knowing that says, this is it. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. This is where I'm supposed to be. And fuck everything else. Pretty much. <laughs> So that's the ailment that we're seeing. The clouding of visions. This makes me think about America, even. And not to say that America was at all founded on roses and daisies. And I'm not going to sit up here and pretend to be some historian or whatever, but I think we all pretty much know the general have a general understanding of how the founding of America and the stealing of land, um, you know, even within the stealing of the land, I do think that those white people who came over, when they came over, were seeking a better life, were seeking um, a bit of... Um, uh, not amnesty or uh, ba, 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 ba. they wanted to get away from 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 where they were from um, under the the British regime. Didn't like the way that things were being handled and said, "Hey, we can do this." Um, so you know, going stripping the natives of of the land through. Murder, genocide, rape, and all the the other many heinous ways in which they went about getting this obtaining this land um, but with the intention of a better life um, <laughs> that goes into the means justifying the end we see now here where we are, you can't sustain anything good on the back of murder, rape, um, slavery, 
nothing good can come out of that, but I see what they were trying to do. Um, but just how, you know, even with the intention of creating a better life, how, you know, you the involvement of, of big banks and big industry and government and how I'm sure at a time that might have been shunned upon because, you know, but no, we're creating a government that's about the people, that has people's best interests at heart, that doesn't um, fuel the, the, the pockets and pad the pockets of these large industries and things. I'm sure that wasn't in, that was, that was heavily a part of the government at a, at a point in time, the American government, only to later, you know, uphold money. We see that at the turn of, of slavery. Uh, when America, I, I'm sure, again, no historian here. I'm just taking what I know. But <laughs> but um, we see how with the upholding of the dollar, what folks were, how folks were able to so easily sacrifice um, the ideals and, and the vision of what America um, was to be or is to be all in the name of money. We will rape. We will steal people. We will enslave people. We will uh, make people and consider them property and, and less than human, all in the name of wealth, of, of creation of wealth. Um, and here we are today <clears throat> with this shaky-ass government and, you know, perpetual inequality, all due to the convolution, convolution, I don't know if that's a word, but we'll, we'll use it, convolution of, uh, of a vision that at one point may have been clear, but was clouded by and replaced by a vision of riches and wealth and prosperity, even on the backs of people, you know. Um, and when you do that, all of this, this, this can spin on forever. I mean, if you're willing to, to enslave people in an effort to obtain riches, that's the upholding of yet another Ideal, yet another uh, um, um, convoluter. <laughs> now you're you're upholding the the idea of 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 um, racism and and prejudice and and the belief of you know white supremacy and and all of these things, all of these ideals that you know with the upholding of one. You can't help but uphold others. So it's a ripple effect, the allowing um, things to come in and convolute that in which we see. Um, that is our ailment. That is our ailment as a people, as a society, um, as individuals. Um, 
Yeah, at all levels. You know, again, be it personal, on a societal level, whatever, I feel as though we all have visions and visions for our future, visions for where we want to go. And we got to be clear about them because otherwise life will really take you for a ride. And to some degree, that's very necessary, you know, that that the trope uh if you 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 just do something <laughs> if you don't know what you want to do do something just doing something even that you know has the ability to when your vision is to to be doing something you will be you will do something for sure, you'll go through things that, and you'll figure out that hey, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. You know that will that that has the potential to to bring you to the vision that you see for yourself, and not one that is um, created by life itself and just through trial and error, but ultimately through one that comes from within. Um. So yeah, uh, obviously I could go on with this forever. But I will wrap it up here. And I'll um, challenge you to think about areas in your own life where that need protecting, that need real attention. And when they're called upon by external forces, um, how will you assess what's right for this particular thing or what's wrong, um, what's worth doing, what's not. Um, and with your visions, just really understanding how opportunities that come, ar- that, are, that, that come around align with that in which you see or not. So, yeah, what are those areas? Um, yeah. Send them to me. I was sitting here going back and forth with whether I should say that or not. But freaking send them to me. I have three ratings. One rating on Apple Music is me. (laughs) So at least two people are listening um, outside of myself. So, yeah. Even y'all. Write me. Um... I'll put the email in the uh, description box. It is. I'll just put it in the description box because it's going to take me a second to find it. I always low key forget what the email is because I had to make it so unique. It's not just curatepodcast at gmail.com. But um, anyway, um, I'll include that email for you all to communicate with me, hopefully. Okay, let's move into um, the curation.
<laughs> this week's curation, based on the ailment of a cloudy vision, a clouded vision, uh, just a few things. I wrote out four questions um, that I feel... Well, first, let me say this. I think from here out, I'm going to blend the curation and installation um, segments. Installation, after I do the curation, installation just feels a bit redundant. Um, so I'm just going to do the curation and I'll infuse the install in there. So just FYI. But... Um, when your vision is 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 attacked, attacked is strong. But um, when you feel your vision is in question, I wrote out four questions um, that will kind of that I feel can kind of help shape um, our understanding of how um, outside stimuli has the potential to impact that vision and questions that we should ask of ourselves when presented with things um, that have the potential to shape and mold our visions. Um, yeah. Number one, how does this feel? How does it feel? And what I meant when I, when I say that, how does it feel really in your body? Like when you're presented with this 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 opportunity within this realm of your of that in which you you uh, you want to see in the world. How does it make you feel to to align yourself and your vision with this particular thing? Um, the opportunity that has arisen that I've been presented with. Um, as a result of this podcast and my ability to edit audio and that sort of a thing, the opportunity that was presented to me, you know, very much aligns with this. It aligns with um, my desire to work in the arts and to do things that fuel creative projects and to enhance creative projects um, and to work in that space and to work with, with people who I enjoy and also people whose visions, you know, that, that I, I, I fuck with. And, and the, this, this opportunity is very much aligned with all of those things. So it, it felt good to be presented with the opportunity that is yet to be spoken upon. Um, but that's just an example. You know, when you're on your job, or, okay, let's say this, you, you, you have a job, the ideal job in your mind, and you're presented with the opportunity to work if you want to work in IT and you're presented with an opportunity to work a job in a pizza shop, how does it feel in your body? How does it feel 
to have this vision and for this other opportunity to 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 show itself. And it can be good or bad. It it doesn't always just because it doesn't align, it may be the the answer <laughs> might be in that particular instance. Hey, I just need some money right now to I'm I I would I will take this pizza shop job uh in the meantime while I'm pursuing an opportunity that looks more like what it is that I want to see and where I want to be. Maybe it's that. Maybe it feels good just to have some income. Maybe it feels as if if I'm doing all of this with this pizza shop, I might not have time to, you know, uh, pursue that in which I want to see. So, no, I'm not going to do that or any, any number of things. But just assessing within your body how you feel and, and moving on that and believing that. Your emotions as a signpost for, you know, where to go, how to move. Number two, how does this align with my vision? This goes and ties very much into number one, as I mentioned, just the assessment of how it feels in my body the assessment of how this opportunity now aligns, if it aligns with, with that in which I want to see. Number three, how uh, does this lend itself to greater growth? Maybe this is an opportunity that doesn't look exactly like you want, but it has the potential to grow you into, into that. Um, I myself wanting to move into um, the creation of public programming, um, again, particularly for a arts institution. I've been volunteering. I've been volunteering with the Baltimore Museum of Art. I've been volunteering um, with the Black Love Experience, which I'll talk more about at a later date, they postponed the Black Love Experience. Um, it was supposed to be um, this past month in March, uh, but now it's it's in August, but it's just such a great um, event. But I'll talk more about that later. Um, yeah, wanting to move into these these this this kind of work, but kind of having to pare back, pare, pare back, pare down, like, you know, all right, what can I do? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not working in this realm presently, but what can I do? What can I do now that, you know, may not be so glamorous, may not be fully aligned and looking exactly like that in which I want to do, but I'm in the room. I'm in the room. I'm with people who are doing what I want to do. I have the opportunity to show myself uh, committed, to show myself willing and able to do what I can in order to, you know, be in the space. Um, yeah, just have my face in the place. And who knows what can happen from there. But, you know... Just trusting that 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 this smaller opportunity that you have identified that that does align with with your vision will grow and um, ultimately you know find you prosperous and prospering 
So yeah. Um, and number four, I can hardly read my handwriting. Project. Oh, project your decision making into the future. So, again, all of these things just kind of tie into one another. But once you have been presented with something, kind of projecting down the line how you feel that the acceptance of this particular thing um, will play out for you. And maybe even wanting to understand where your acceptance of, if you choose to accept a particular opportunity that comes your way, why that deep knowing, that deep understanding as to why it is that I'm doing this. People always say that, find your why. In this instance, I think it has more to do with clarity of focus in terms of, you know, so you're not pulling a Joe or Bhagavan in taking an opportunity because, oh, um, you think you're doing it because, oh, I have these love for animals and I should spread that when there's really an underlying desire for riches and or fame. Um, and I'm really taking this opportunity to get my name and face more out into the forefront. Or am I taking this as an opportunity to really spread the love you know, for these animals, really spread the the gospel of the majesty of 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 large cats, you know. <laughs> and none of this is good or bad. I'm just saying just to be clear about your intentions. I as I'm saying this, I know that there are people, particularly in the realm of of activism now here in 2020 um, who I personally, this is all my personal feelings, I personally feel that in 2020 is less about, you know, rallying folks around issues and being proactive and, and getting to the bottom of things and, and creating justice for people. And more about a hashtag, more about a person, more about the person at the forefront, more about, you know, uh, saying, hey, I, I, look at me. I can, I can do this. I can, I can lead this. I, it's, it's, things have become a lot less uh, genuine, I guess, um, it just seemed to be coming from a less genuine place in terms of civil rights, particularly um, compared to, you know, the era of, of uh, Martin Luther King or uh, Malcolm X, you know, where it, there, of course, there was focus on those individuals, but their, <coughs> excuse me, their reasoning for doing what they were doing, I think they were very clear that it's not about them. It's not about them. And again, I'm not here to tell anybody what should fuel your vision or whatever, but I do believe that when we come at things with, with pure intentions, that things have nothing but have pure intentions and, and hold our guns to those pure intentions and not be moved by money by 
you know, promises of, of, of success or notoriety or this or that, but that we kind of take ourselves out of the picture and make it about the greater good, whatever it is. And to know just that knowing that it's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's about everyone. You know, so I think when we when we come at our decision making around how we move as it pertains to, you know, achieving our dreams and, and making our visions uh, reality, that if we lead with that, that understanding that you really can't go wrong. It's when you start injecting yourself into the forefront, when you start injecting yourself into all that matters, um, that you, you kind of start to lose sight, you know? You see it all the time, people become disillus- disillusioned by fame. Um, and I think in the society, like, we've, we've, we've begun to attach fame and notoriety to uh, expertise (laughs) and understanding and we put so much stock in these people who people just know them they just have a lot of people who know them and that does not ascribe much of anything oftentimes, especially now, to them. We put a lot of stock in, in these people and 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 they they themselves eat it up. You know? And begin to, to feel that it is about them. When it's in all actuality it's about none of us, but it is about all of us. You know, so I will leave that there. This is getting very long. Um, yeah, I believe that you all, uh, the installation is pulled out of that by asking those four questions. The installation of clarity of your vision is what is installed. So. I'm good if you're good and we will close out. Thank you for listening. I hope that this episode this week was helpful. Um, this podcasting thing is as therapeutic as it can be, and as you know, just just podcasting itself, and then 
hearing myself in my apartment as I'm talking and hearing myself back, really the process of actually recording is a bit weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, just with my thoughts and I'm not bouncing them off of anyone. There's no stimulus uh, you know, to, to probe my thought beyond myself and just kind of whatever comes to mind as I'm going along. Um, so yeah, full transparency, it's, it's a little hard, um, (laughs) not hard, but I don't know, just, just a bit weird, excuse me, but I, through this, it is a process of, of trusting that what I have to say is of value and that even if I don't have it all together or have my words all together or have what it is that I'm teaching, um, or espousing rather, um, all together, the understanding that, uh, like I said, it's not about me and that the, the trust that, um, what is formulated in my brain and what comes out of my mouth is for the greater good. So, yeah, I'm good with it. Um, I think I have already come up with next week's episode, um, which is a bit of a first for me in these four weeks, I need to be, I need more of a schedule, more of a a, a regimen as it pertains to this podcast, uh, when I'm going to record, that kind of thing, and um, even more discipline now that, you know, things have expanded a little bit in terms of um, services I'm providing folks, Um, and yeah, so going to have to practice a bit more discipline. Um, in this area, but I'm glad I got on here today. I hope that you're glad too. (laughs) And again, as always, I just hope that this was helpful. And yeah, y'all keep y'all heads up, keep your hearts strong, your heads on. Um... Yeah, hoping also, like I said, to get some feedback from whoever is listening. I do have a few listens on SoundCloud as well. Um, So, I mean, you know, small numbers are good numbers. I'm appreciative for every, of every single person. I don't need large numbers. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I've always been under the... Uh, understanding that as long as one person, at least one person, is aided in whatever it is that you're doing, you did your job. Um, yeah, but the more the better, of course, also. As I am the self-proclaimed minister of good works, <laughs> minister of goodness, United States minister of good Good, good revelations throughout this time. Where are the gems? The gem spotter. 
the minister of gem spotting, gem collecting to share with the people. Yep, that's me. So yeah, y'all. Um, share this with a friend, please. Subscribe if you have not already. Um, a any star rating is good, as I understand that uh, it's those ratings and comments that uh, feed the algorithm and help people be able to find the podcast. So. Yeah, it's more about that. Help someone else find all of this goodness that is being offered every single week through the Curate Podcast. <laughs> yeah, why not spread love? Especially if you, you yourself find this helpful um, and enjoyable. Why not? So, yeah. All right. Much love, all the love, all the peace, all the goodness. Uh, yeah. And I'll see y'all, talk to y'all next week. Bye. I know it's gonna be a love.